Hello everyone, this is Sam Mantini from The Puck Stops here. I'd like to welcome you to the podcast. I believe it's episode number 12. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy. And if you don't know already, I'm also on YouTube at The Puck Stops here. So check it out if you're interested in goalie related videos. So on today's episode, I want to talk about buying the right gear because today is a technical Tuesday. Um, but before I get into that, I want to give you guys just a little bit of an update about last week. If anybody is wondering why I didn't post a single podcast and why didn't I post a video on Sunday. Uh, long story short, last week on Sunday, just I got a couple things that happened from a family standpoint that just kind of took over me mentally. And I wasn't able to really concentrate on being able to deliver you guys value when I was just thinking about other things. So I just kind of put the podcast on hold just for, for a little bit. And I didn't want to just ramble and talk about nothing. So that's why I just didn't record the podcast. And then last weekend, if anybody doesn't know, in Canada we celebrate Victoria Day because of Queen Victoria. So Monday, yesterday was a holiday. So I went camping and I got back last night kind of late. And by the end of the whole weekend, I was just exhausted. So I just didn't have the energy to edit my video. So I apologize if you guys are waiting for it. Um, I just want to let you know that's kind of what happened. At the end of the day, life sometimes happens and you can't predict how you're going to feel after a long weekend. And I had the intentions of editing and then by the time it came to it, I was just exhausted. With that being said, I think I found somebody who's able to help me. And even if they don't do the full edit, they'll be able to at least help me go through a majority of like just finding the shots, the saves, and anytime I speak to the camera. And like that's, that usually takes me about an hour to do. So by knocking off an hour there, then it'll save me a little bit more time and then I'll be able to get the videos up for sure, even if I am tired. Ideally, if they work out, I'll actually be able to have them edit my videos. And this way here, when I'm editing my videos on Saturday, that usually takes me between three to five hours, depending on the complexity of the video. That three to five hours that I'll save now, I can actually go and film more content, which is great because then I can produce even more videos for you guys. So that's kind of the plan. If I can get somebody to do the editing, then I can focus more time on shooting more content for you guys. So anyways, that's just a quick little update if anybody is wondering or cares about kind of what, what was going on last week. So let's talk about gear. A lot of people always ask me, what gear should I buy? What size gear do I need and all this stuff? And they ask me about my equipment and do I like it and all that stuff. So I want to talk about that a little bit. I think the biggest or the best advice that I can give would be when you're first starting out, don't feel like you need to buy the best of the best of the best. Now, if you can afford to, great. That is awesome. But if you're just starting out, chances are you're not going to notice the difference between a senior level pad and a professional level pad. You may see little things or the guy in the store might tell you these are the benefits of each or these are like, here are the differences between the two and why this one's worth a thousand dollars more and the other one's not. But at the end of the day, when you're first starting out, the basic things that you guys just need to focus on is skating. Realistically, that's the first fundamental skill. So it doesn't matter if you're wearing the best pads or not. If you can't skate, you're not gonna be able to be a goalie. So my advice is, that when you're starting out, buy equipment that fits you and any, any goalie store that's gonna help you buy your equipment will be able to fit you properly. But make sure that you're comfortable because at the end of the day, if you're gonna be stopping pucks, you wanna feel comfortable and safe that you're not gonna get hurt and that you're wearing the right size equipment. If you buy equipment too big, 
like your pads, if they're too big, they're gonna overlap and it's gonna be hard for you to actually move a net. So you don't wanna buy pads that are too big because you are you think that they're gonna help you close your butterfly when in actuality, to close your butterfly, you just need to work on it more. You need to stretch a lot more. You need to develop the muscle memory to close your butterfly properly. It's not the matter, it's not the size of the pad that really matters to some extent. And then if you buy pads that are too small, then you're opening yourself up to potentially getting hurt or realistically not covering your butterfly because the pad is too small. So there's a fine line that you want to that you want to kind of go by. And again, the person you're who you're buying the pads from will help you out. Now, I'm six foot. A lot of people ask me how tall I am. I don't know if that's just because they're curious or because I look small or because I look big in that. I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm six foot, which is 183 centimeters, and I wear a pad that's 34 plus two. That's what I wear. Now, I could probably wear 35 plus one, you know, or 33 plus three if they even make that. Um, but ultimately, that's what I wear and that's what I like and that's what I feel comfortable in. However, with that being said, I didn't go and choose that pad specifically because of the size. It just so happened that I found a pair of pads, the ones that I'm currently wearing online used. I really loved the look of them and they just happened to be the right size. Um, I believe the pad I was wearing before was actually 34 plus one. Or let me rewind actually. I believe the pad that I'm wearing now is actually 34 plus one. And the pads that I had last, which were the all white E-Flex twos, those were actually 34 plus twos. So I actually went down an inch rather than going up. And ultimately I love them. And at the end of the day, my point that I'm trying to make at is that plus one, plus two, it's not really gonna have a huge impact on your game. In fact, none of that really truly matters at the end of the day, if it's like a plus one or plus two. It's not gonna matter if you're learning, if you're just learning, you're a beginner and all that stuff. And I'm sorry if I sound like I'm repeating myself, but I really want you guys to understand that when you go and buy new equipment, just buy what feels comfortable. And to be honest, what you like, because if you like it and you think you look good, you're gonna play better. It's a confidence thing, it's a mental thing. A lot of the times, if you feel like you're dressed better, you're gonna have more confidence than you are if you're dressing sloppy. So I hope that makes sense. So when it really comes down to it, I know this is a technical Tuesday, and I'm not really getting into technical about from this, from if your knee is from your knee to your foot is this size and you need this size pad, or if your thigh is this big, you need this size pad, whatever it is. Like, I don't really want to get into technical standard, like standpoint from that. Like, yeah, there's a guideline, but at the end of the day, I want you guys just to understand, you got to be comfortable and you got to be wearing pads that you feel safe in, that you're going to feel protected and that you're going to be able to make the saves. That's all that matters at the end of the day. If you buy equipment that's too big, you're, you're going to know right away that it's too big and you're going to feel, you're going to feel like you can't move. And if you buy pads that are too small, you might feel very agile, but you also might feel unprotected a little bit, then you might be a little bit scared and you're not gonna be as confident to stop the puck. So, my advice, in a nutshell, is buy pads that fit you based on the standard guideline that every hockey store will be able to help you out with, and buy pads that you like the look of because you wanna be more confident. And at the end of the day, it's whatever you can afford. If you can't afford the best of the best, that's okay, especially if you're just learning because you should just focus on your skating and your butterfly and the fundamentals. Focus on the fundamentals, don't worry about everything else. That's it, that's my advice for you when buying equipment. 
Now, when it comes to getting a glove, now there are three different breaks in the palm and it's whatever you feel more comfortable with. I used to have a 590 break in my Bauer Reactor 7000, or sorry, Bauer Reactor 9000 gloves. And I thought it was okay, but I knew it still wasn't comfortable. But at the time I wasn't really, I didn't understand all the different breaks. I just bought what I looked at and like, and thought I liked. Turns out that when I got my new glove, it had a 600 break. And I have to tell you, the 600 break from my hand and my opinion is that I love it. I think it's the best break I've ever tried because it feels more like a baseball glove, if that makes sense. If anyone has ever worn a baseball glove, the way it closes, to me, it feels more natural. Whereas like a 590 break felt like I was using the finger, my fingertips a lot more to close the glove rather than like my whole fingers. I hope that makes sense. Like I felt like I had to put a lot more effort into my fingertips on the 590 than on the 600. I just feel like I can close it really, really easily. Now, another thing people always ask me is how do I break in a glove? And I'd love to get into details about that and make that its own podcast. However, to be truthful and honest, my Reactor 9000 was the stiffest glove I've ever had. And no matter what I did, I tried the oven technique where you put it in the oven and then you move it back and forth, back and forth. No matter what I did, at the end of the day, once it dried, it went back to being stiff. And maybe that's because I put a, I don't think it was a practice palm, but it was a pro palm in that glove. No matter what I did, it was stiff. It didn't come worked in at all, which really sucked. And now my new glove, my CCM um, E-Flex 3, it came in from factory, like worked in. Like I didn't have to do anything to it. So I'd love to say I know how to work in a glove and I get asked all the time and I always just refer people to the other videos online because there's no sense in me making a video, especially because I've never really broken in a glove and I just, I don't want to make stuff up just to make a video so that you guys listen to me. There's a lot of great channels out there and, and videos that explain how to break in a goalie glove. So my advice is if you can get a glove already broken in from manufacturer, that's amazing. But if not, if you can't get a game ready is what they call it, then there's a hot water technique where you just really soak the glove in hot water and then using weights, you keep it closed and, and then you soak it again in hot water. Then you open it and put weights on it to keep it open for like a day or two. And that, that technique takes like maybe three or five days, depending on how much you soak it and how much you do it um, to actually work it in. But I have, I know that gloves are meant to get wet. Like you sweat in them, you're playing on the ice and all this stuff, but I just think soaking it in hot water, I just think is gonna do more damage than good over the long period of time. So that's my advice for today. I hope I hope it makes sense. I hope at the end of the day you guys get it. If you're more along, if you're in like a rep league or you've played a long time and you're looking for more technical sound advice on how to pick your gear, well, the last thing I'm gonna say is, it's just trial and error. You can read a thousand books on goaltending, but that's not gonna prepare you to, to stop a slap shot. You know what I mean? You can watch a bunch of videos on how to pick the best gear or listen to a bunch of podcasts on how to pick the best gear, but at the end of the day, you just gotta put it on, try it, feel if it's comfortable, and see if you like it. And if you like it, then you found it. If you don't like it, then you gotta try something new. You could do something as simple as, if you have straps on the back of your pads, you can make it a little looser, you can make it a little tighter, and that will make a difference. One day I tried loosening my pads one notch, 
um, than I usually do and my pads were too loose. Like one notch made that much of a difference that they were too loose and I felt like my pads were hitting each other and I just couldn't move and it wasn't good. But I wouldn't have known unless I tried it. So trial and error, just know that it's gonna take time to find the best setup and once you find it, don't change it. Don't break, like don't fix something that's not broken. However, if you feel like you can improve upon it, then make slight adjustments until you figure out what works best for you. One of the things that I did was I actually got rid of the bootstrap and all I have now is just the toe ties and I've liked that. I saw Carrie Price, a photo of Carrie Price from behind and I saw that he didn't have that strap on the back of his like escapes. So I'm like, let me try getting rid of that and I haven't looked back. So it's just little things at a time. Anyways, if you got any value, please let me know. Send me a comment. Let me know that you enjoy the podcast. If you have any feedback or anything that you'd like me to talk about, I'd greatly appreciate the feedback, um, specifically because it gives me more topics to talk about. I would love to say I'm a know-it-all and have a thousand ideas of what I could talk about on this podcast, but to be honest, I think answering your questions gives me more of a reason to elaborate on things that you guys may or may not be struggling with or have questions about rather than me just ranting all the time. So let me know, send me a message on Instagram. If you can hit that like button on here. I think if you're using Anchor, you could send me a voice message directly and I can even include that in my podcast. So anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. I truly do appreciate all of you and I will talk to you guys later.